course it is. Of course it is. I had a dream the other night that my fingers were made of glass, like test tubes. Yeah. And w my right hand shattered, and so it was a bunch of jagged, just like things. I'm like, I, in my dream, I was very calm, and I remember literally my my thought was, well, how am I gonna finger bang with this? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute -minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. This is your host, Aaron, and I'd like to offer a special welcome to my stellar co-hosts, who are both intergalactic and planetary. Oh, planetary danger, Ryan. <laughs> Wait, is your name Danger Ryan? That's right. <laughs> okay, all right. And I'm planetary, not dangerous, <laughs> Caleb. Safe. Planetary safety. safety. <laughs> Shout out. That is to, a joke for three people. Yeah, <laughs> Shout out yeah. to uh, our a guy we haven't talked to in fifteen years that we hated. <laughs> they called you safety all the time. I didn't hate for him. No I just was annoyed. All right. <laughs> I hated him. Okay. I didn't like him. Okay. So let's put it out there. Best Beastie Boy is it Mike D, MCA, or Ad Rock? Who's your favorite? I don't even Beastie I Boy. Can't even name another song. <laughs> okay. I don't like music. Everybody. <laughs> I uh I. I like them all, but I'd say if I like, I I really like uh, Mike D. I yeah. like his yeah, like his, his, <laughs> like his like and you don't stop. <laughs> I like his big nose. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always uh, thought MCA was he was like the intellectual of the group. You know, <laughs> he liked Tibet more than Tibetans. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he loved it so much. Yeah, he didn't have to live there. Yeah. I mean, the oppressive yeah. of China. Yeah, I can say I love Tibet too. <laughs> uh, I always bet on black. Tibet, I like Tibet. Oh, good God! Nope, that's the gold. <laughs> that that's the gold. I am I am having some trouble this morning. Oh, this is going to be fun, everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, I was 15 minutes late to the recording session, which is at my own house, yep. and uh, we've all, we're probably all a little hungover. Uh, nope. Nope. Oh, just me. Just yep. me. Why are you assuming that me and Ryan are hungover? Because uh, you're pieces of shit. Great. All right. Great. Well, yep, that checks out. It all's coming together. <laughs> all right. Let's see how this episode pans It's out. really <laughs> starting off strong. <laughs> so, hey, guys, we have a shout out. To oh. you. You piece of shit. <laughs> you sh it's called the shit shout. Moron. I'd like to give a shit shout to Aaron, me. Yeah. The roast is starting early. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Shout it out. Uh, no, we actually have a legit shout out. Uh, we have a new iTunes review. And um, it is from, uh, they are uh, followers of ours and us them. They are at Galaxy Rangers, Galaxy underscore Rangers. Uh -huh. And did you, are you guys familiar with that television show? No. no. By any chance? I did a little research based on their, this uh, interaction. And it's actually pretty cool. Um, it's a Japanese American uh 
It's kind of like the first anime that sort of was mainstream in America, and it was on in syndication from 86 to 89. But um, I should have had, I would have been a lot more prepared if I wasn't, if you guys didn't wake me up when you got here. But I just watched the theme song here, and it's got a rockin' ass theme song. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> all right, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it already. Zone. Yes, yeah. it's very um, Kenny Loggins. Yes. Horses. Oh, I had some of these yeah, toys. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. No, that was cool. Yeah, I do vaguely remember that. I, I don't think I even ever watched the shows. So I think probably somebody, uh, like a grandparent, uh, was like, "Oh, this is a toy." I don't. Uh, give you <laughs> I don't. Disappointment on your birthday. I don't remember them. I don't remember them airing on local broadcast. Yeah. It's. It may not have been syndicated in our market. I have yeah. no idea. I never. I never saw it either. But it was very highly acclaimed, mm. and um, it has a huge cult following, as per. Uh, are at Galaxy Rangers. They do a podcast that covers that show uh, uh-huh. episode by episode. So anyway, oh, nice. uh, they gave us an iTunes review. They said that it's top-notch Transformers podcasting, fun, informative romp through the 1986 movie. This pod. Uh, then they go on to say the podcast per minute format was new to me, but it turns out it's a brilliant way of giving Transformers ah. fans. Old and new alike, many more hours of humor and entertainment. Thanks for doing this. So that's RD&J at Galaxy Rangers. I agree with all those sentiments. Yeah. And Me thank too. you all for listening. And thank you. Uh, I'll uh, start watching Galaxy Rangers so I can give them a review. Start watching. Yeah. yeah. Return that favor. Back. Hit you back. That's cool. I have kind of a small one. Like um, I saw on Twitter, um, Skeeter one twelve three seven five was asking for a mid midweek like uh, little bonus content. If I could throw something up there to get us to get him through to the Sunday episode, which I could not, and I apologize because um, work. Work. Because of well, life. It, normally I would have been able to like throw something together, but work uh, has okayed overtime, and so I've been working like eleven hour days uh, because I'm have. A, trendy cocaine habit to maintain <laughs> and uh so yeah i but i appreciate the, the reach out and the interaction and uh yeah i mean sorry <laughs> but, I, but, I, uh, I like how you think that your coke habit is trendy yeah no it makes me sexy it's very untrendy i gotta tell you i invited skeeter to uh your birthday party yeah <laughs> there's also adoption in his profile pic and so i have adoption as well and so you know that he's quality you guys are uh well you know who skeeter is don't you yeah it's Ernie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I we I don't I don't show that he's seen the invite, much less accepted. <laughs> From states away, <laughs> it would be a pleasant surprise. All right. Well, um, last episode 
Megatron and some of his marginalized minions are emitted into infinity. Boy, oh boy. Uh, it looks like there's going to be an executive shakeup aboard the old Astro Train. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I love these <laughs> pre prepared the, comments. What, what no, the, this is what, off the cuff. Yeah, this what is all in your head. Meanwhile, what are the Duke boys up to? <laughs> <laughs> well, right about now, they were in homeless trouble. <laughs> so, uh, where we've left it is Starscream has, of course, nominated himself, as have the Constructicons, and that brings us right up to the 28th minute mark. Soundwave kicks things off by slinging quite the insult at the Constructicons. Oh yeah, let's, let's see. Um, uh, Constructicons. Oh, I can't even do the Soundwave. <laughs> Come on. Constructicons inferior, Soundwave superior. <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Let me try it. Constructicons inferior, <laughs> so How was that? <laughs> I think I think fantastic. I reversed it. Also, I think he says Soundwave Superior well, just, reversed. It does. Just tell yeah, me what yeah. he says. He says Soundwave Superior, Constructicons Inferior. Hey, ooh, that's like a is that like a haiku? Uh, Soundwave Superior. No, oh darn it, it's close. So the Constructicons disagree, and they sling some insults right back at him, and uh, they claim that he doesn't exhibit the charismatic qualities of a leader. Yeah, and then we get those two fucking dopes. And <laughs> Rumble and Frenzy come out, and Rumble's like, no one calls Soundwave uncharismatic. That has got Which, to be... That, that feels Travolta? like... It did sound like him, didn't it? <laughs> well, he kind of has that... He sort of has like a Jersey accent thing going on. Yeah. Like John yeah, yeah, Mr. Carter. <laughs> so that feels like classic Ron Friedman line oh, it's, right there. It's cringy. Like, every time I'm like, ugh. So you sound- stupid idiot. <laughs> so Soundwave shoots out his whole entourage, and Caleb is... Except- <laughs> As Except you mentioned, there's no rat bat. No rat bat, man. Yeah, just flapping up there. <laughs> so by now, I guess that Soundwave realized how worthless the rat bat is. Maybe they threw him out into space with the maybe rest rat of us. Well, maybe rat bat's still in there and just doesn't want to come out. And that's <laughs> what, like, I was Can wondering. Can Soundwave control who comes out? Sure. In whatever order? I think so. Is it, so I don't know. Is it like they never s- talk about it? So, so I mean, they're not. Are they? Does somebody have to get out in order to to like? Yeah, how does like? That, let's say he only wants to talk to Rumble. It's like ballet. I, but he's three back. I want to know how he sh- can shuffle his cassettes inside. <laughs> well, I was also wondering, like, are they conscious in there, just folded up, and like they must be because Rumble hears the. Hey, the, what are you talking about? He hears the fucking Constructicons throwing shade, and so he comes out and is all upset. But I'm like, how horrible would that be just to be in there just? Awake, just like well, I think it would be. I'm a box or a robot, maybe not. I think it'd be comforting and be like inside a mother's womb. It's like it's like a squeeze box, like for uh, like cows. It makes or like the thunder jackets you get for dogs. What a squeeze? What's a squeeze box for cows? I'm curious about that. (laughs) It's like Temple Grandin. She, I mean, I don't know if she's an initial developer, but animals feel comfortable when they're they're held tight. It's the same way for like uh, autistic children. They feel comfort from being like squeezed, and so like there's a squeeze jacket for dogs, which like squeezes them when they get nervous during thunder. I just I'm just trying to imagine a cow playing an accordion. You know, a squeeze box for cows. <laughs> okay, so I've got to make that graphic. But yeah, they, whenever they like give them injections or stuff, they have a box that they put them in, and it squeezes their sides to keep them calm. Interesting. You sure that's not just to tenderize them pre This may have been a dream. Okay, all right. Uh, tenderize them. So maybe the inside of uh, Soundwave's chest is just one of, like an automatic card shuffler. Have you seen those? You know what I'm yeah, about? I have one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Break that out. Or like this cool. CD disc changer, like in a, in a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Like a jukebox. Hero. Stars in his eyes. 
That's okay. all the words I know. <laughs> all right, so here we go. Devastator inside Astro Train makes every bit of sense. Yeah. Yep. That's how big uh, is Astro Train then? Well, just changeable size. Just as big as you want him to I be. Because <laughs> it's clearly different the size than He's it was in the big... beginning. And then I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, twenty-eight, twenty-one, basically Rumble and Frenzy in unison say no way. Right. And it's like maybe they've just been together so long they finish each other's sentences. I was hoping you'd say sandwiches. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the uh, it's like you know it's that '80s trope of twins, especially sure. hot hot twins. They always Which talk they in are. unison. <laughs> yeah, I would totally bang double and frenzy. <laughs> But, uh, so, they, yeah, the, this battle royale starts, Rumble and Frenzy, tur- like, what are those called, uh, like, uh, Earthquake Bashers? Yeah, they're bangers. <laughs> I the quake, quake Makers? Ground Pounders? Ground I like pounders. that, I like that. I would have loved if, whenever Devastator formed, he had to, like, hunch over. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's on all, he's on all fours. Yeah, he's, on his, he's on his knees, most, at least, like, like that mm-hmm. maybe I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that would have been I great. I would think that Astro Train would be like, knock that shit off. Man. Oh, I mentioned this later. He never at one point during this whole thing says complains. anything. <laughs> Get- He's like the most patient transport ever. Which yeah. is except for uh, previously when he had. Said had to get out some dead weight out of there. Yeah, but now he's okay with this. Right, right. It, He'd rather had the dead weight in there. All right, all you guys that are alive, <laughs> I think, get out. I think, think Astro Train is in every. Every position here to say, hey, I want to take control of the Decepticons. Right, that's true. Because if they complain, I guess he just could eject them into space. It's true. It's Uh, true. Yeah. He's the only person that doesn't raise his hand for leadership. The... A uh, hand transforms out of the wall. So, well, there is I, a history, like the triple changers. There is a history of, of the triple changers, like not being sh- sure what allegiance they're going to go to. There's a lot of Decepticons that switch sure. to the Autobots. Okay. Maybe they're just like, ah, I'm in this organization, but I don't really give a fuck. Anyway, it's well, as we convoluted. see here, I mean, uh, Blitzwing is stepping up for battle here. Uh-huh. So, so the battle royale begins. Oh, and before we, I'm sorry, let me back up. Uh, to your all's point about Astro Train, we just watched Call of the Primitives, and there's a part in that where they're all inside Trypticon, who's yes. way bigger oh, yeah, that than Astro Train, and they're it. all fighting about, and that pisses him off, and he, he shakes them yeah, up. He shakes them up. Jelly shake. Yeah, jelly roll shake yeah. to, 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 to get them to like, like, twerks them into submission. Why I, couldn't wait, Astro Train should have done a barrel is, roll or something? So is this is this the. Um, Oh God, I'm so sorry. What's the the Constructicons transform Devastator? Devastator. So I have a question: Is is Devastator's weakness if you rumble the ground, he falls, <laughs> he falls apart? apart. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think know- that he pro- that rumbling happened before maybe his interconnected parts were fully sealed. locked in. Maybe I and, guess. Uh, so it knocked him down. But otherwise, that would be a pretty big weakness that he just can't yeah. stay together yeah. very well. Like, yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, I sure I could do it if I really concentrated, but like, um, I cannot keep the Constructicon straight. I feel like Constructicon racist because I can never tell them they're, they're all the same. They, they all look alike. That's right. So I do actually have to look them up every time as well. Them and the Coneheads. I can't remember the Coneheads' names either. So with the fights happening, you've got Soundwave is fighting Hook. Mixmaster is in the back fighting Dirge. 
Thrust is fighting Bone Crusher mm-hmm. and Ramjet. If you can't see, but right now, but as you, he's fighting Scrapper. So yeah. that's the lineup there. And Ooh. then and then at uh, twenty eight thirty, sound, yeah, Soundwave delivers like a KO haymaker to Hook, and uh, Blitzwing yeah. hops in. Yeah, Blitzwing comes in and uh, grabs, uh, knocks Soundwave down. So he starts to, but, oh, then, but then here's Ravage, Ravage and, oh, uh, and Laserbeak uh, take over. It, it nail that guy and throw him into the wall. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Astro Train's having some problems like, there. Whoa. But he's being quiet about yeah, it. Yeah, he's just he's so angry he can't he can't trust himself to speak. <laughs> so this is and, a, okay. Yeah, we're okay. Twenty eight thirty eight. We are now in sight of Cybertron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like minutes from how. Fucking, f- this all took place in one uncut scene. So they ejected him like 10 minutes away from Cybertron, <laughs> maybe <laughs> at the outside. I know. <laughs> no telling. I have no idea. And that makes me wonder, like, how, yeah, how close is Unicron to Cybertron at this point? Could right, you have not they're... seen him? In my opinion, they should have, like, spent most of the movie having the Decepticons giving back to Cybertron. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I, I, I guess in rewatching it, I got and maybe it's skewed because of the script that I'm reading. I kind of got the impression that Unicron. I mean, he even says he summoned him, so I got the impression he like drew them to him. Yeah, we'll get to that next episode. <laughs> wow. All right, <laughs> shutting you down. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Shut it down, Jet. No, but well, here's another question: Is that to you? But still, to your point, they, you, sh- if you're on Cybertron, you should be able to see Unicron. Sure. At this point. Sure. On. What is it? What is the horizon of space? What do you call that? Like if we were just to look up, you can see see the expanse. Is there a horizon? No. So there's not a horizon. No. I don't. But know. It, there is a point of disappearance, though, from a pers- like perspective. Only, the, the thing about the, we're, you're only limited by your optics when it comes to space. Right. Uh, the okay. the more powerful telescope that you gotcha. have, the further you can, the deeper quote unquote deeper you can see in space. Which really means the further back in time you can see in this right. Space. So theoretically, if you had a powerful so, telescope, you can see thirteen point seven billion yeah. light years, so I, which I is would, the edge of the galaxy. So I would assume that the horizon of space is actually the Big Bang. Right. You're going to see all the way back to the beginning of the formation right. of the universe. Mm-hmm. That's the horizon. Gotcha. So do you not think that uh, Transformers would have a powerful enough telescope to I mean, it at least see Unicron, who's like about five miles away from the planet? We'll address planet. that near the end of the movie, because <laughs> yeah, they right. seem very surprised. <laughs> so who do you guys think, okay, we got this rumble, we know who's going to come out on top, but who do you think would be the best leader mm. in reality? Who would I, I don't know who about the best, but I would, I would want to, I would just want to see... <laughs> Soundwave kind of control things for a while and just see how that plays out. <laughs> right. um, that's an interesting point because he's so logical. You'd think maybe he would be a good choice, but you know, uh, a leader has to have you know some, some charisma, some uh, spunk, but not too um, much charisma. Yeah, I don't know. I would uh, laser beak. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And what if they just got on Cybertron and Shockwave was like, "Why are you guys fighting? I'm the leader now." <laughs> oh. I've been here. Did they completely? Yeah. Wait, they don't even consider Shockwave. <laughs> they don't even consider him as a. He doesn't get a vote. He doesn't even get acknowledged when they go back to Cybertron. Nothing yeah. in <laughs> I think he has one scene in the movie. One more scene in the just movie. Completely but. dismiss him. 
So he has one more scene, yeah. We are fading into a new scene, and the damaged and deceased Decepticons are floating through space. We've got Megatron here in the foreground. Nice illustrations. It's at, uh, are they dead, or are they just <clears throat> without power and are floating around? I think they could be. Might. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I don't ahead. think they were dead when they were thrown out of the shuttle. I mean, they were protesting being True. thrown out. I think that they're either dead, some may be dead, but dead or on the cusp of death. This guy doesn't even is missing a leg. Uh, I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's obscured from view. It's a weird angle at twenty eight forty nine. It's kickback or kickback. I'm sorry, kickback. Megatron's yeah. in a kind of a nice I downward hog position. Yeah, there. he's in yoga. Uh, Megatron's but, definitely alive. Yes, I get the yeah. impression the rest of them are either unconscious or dead, just because in the later scenes they don't seem to be. Mo- like modal at all. I see. Yeah, I agree. So they're floating it towards Unicron, and we know that thing's name because our Lithonian friends at the beginning of the movie yeah, told us Look, that marvelous. Somehow, somehow it's Unicron. <laughs> so amazing. Put the potions away. And <laughs> Unicron utters the. Well, first of all, he calls out to Megatron mm-hmm. twice, which I never noticed the double call out before um, this Megatron. analysis. Megatron. And I don't know why he calls out to him twice. I don't know if he's trying to wake him up, like. Megatron is me hey, this morning. you're late for school, sweetie. <laughs> Come on. But uh, anyway, so Unicron utters his first sentence of the movie, which is essentially, Welcome, Megatron. That was awesome. And when he says that, it creates a force that propels Megatron. Yeah, it's weird. Like uh, his talking, his talking has power. Yeah, twenty eight fifty five. It throws Plus. Megatron back, so it's like some kind of weird solar wind. Yeah, and then he it's breath, and then that's. Breath. That's the minute. I think it's a cool. I think it's a cool demonstration of his power. I mean, just when he talks, and it's just. It always bugged. It, even watching it now, even as a kid, it bugged me. Of like, I'm like, he's got to fly back up there every time. <laughs> <laughs> got to put forth effort, man. If you want to talk to Unicron, so yeah, that's our minute. Um, uh, I have. A, I don't have any voice actors because nobody knew it was introduced, but I did do a little research and found out uh, that Orson Welles may not have hated this role as what? much as we think that he oh, did. Twist. Do tell. There is evidence that he didn't. So do you guys know who Peter Bogdanovich is? The name sounds familiar, but... He is a director, and his most famous movie was The Last Picture Show. Mm. But he was really good friends with Orson Welles. And I'm going to have to give a shout-out here to Day of the Dead 204, uh, Reddit user, because he, uh, whatever Peter, director Peter Bogdanovich, did uh, Reddit AMA Ask Me Anything, this guy asked him... If Orson Welles was really bitter that he was starring in a, quote, toy movie, as had been historically reported, Uh and Bogdanovich said he didn't think so. He said that Orson Welles wasn't really bitter, that he was more acerbic. He was very sarcastic and had kind of a dark wit, and so... You know, he could have just been joking around mm-hmm. in his way whenever True. he said the things that he oh. said. But so he wasn't better. But he, Bog, Peter Bogdanovich, said that he knows that if Orson was alive today, he would definitely appreciate that so many people. Our fans uh, of I think the portrayal of Orson Welles. I mean, or of Unicron. So I, I think, think he'd be sense. more bitter about doing wine ads, <laughs> frozen peas, <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Smith's frozen peas. <laughs> and now I'm just doing an impression from fucking Animaniacs. Uh, oh, is it Animaniacs? I was thinking it was. Uh, oh, no, it's the critic. the critic. It's the critic, yeah. That was a great show. Rip DVH.
Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's fine. That's That'll be enough. fun to edit. Um, yeah. Okay, you want me to go first? It's a bubble mess. I don't have much. I don't have much either. Uh, again, mm-hmm. like I, I, I know it leads into the next minute, so there's just a little bit to lead into, and I, and then the next one we come into, which is uh, pretty different. It's kind of not the easiest to um, do this uh, uh, linearly. Um, so it, it, we're in deep space, and um, we're, it features Megatron's life spark, as we talked about in the last episode. Oh, the, yeah. The life sparks, <laughs> instead of the bodies, there are life sparks that are flying through space. Uh, his life spark still looks like a little Megatron, and he turns and twists in comet trail of other old hero sparks. <laughs> Throughout this sequence, all sparks keep moving up and out to bleaker and deeper space. Megatron life spark. My life spark. My precious spark. It will decompose in space and I shall cease to exist. Oh! It says Og. Uh... Uh, Megatron and the life sparks move out, um, and then now we're in a ghostly part of space. There's God, miasma-like clouds. What? The... The writer really, they're really playing oh, this out, man. Yeah, man, he went for it. Um, <laughs> some of this is really creative, actually. Uh, miasma-like clouds like a giant, like a mist over a graveyard, an old Frankenstein movie, swirl around Megatron's life spark and other spark and debris. Megatron's life spark, furious now. If I could be restored to function, what vengeance I would take upon those who denied me my destiny. I would do anything for satisfaction. Anything. Oh my god. Well done, I'm well really looking forward to seeing how Unicron interacts with this scenario it's weird. to turn him into Galvatron. It's weird. Uh, then there's a ghostly voice, which is. Well, where uh, is it? From infinite distance. Oh. A fearsome, sepulchral voice made of many overlaid voices of menace whispering, which is a new hyphenated term. It was, and it's ghostly? Yeah. Megatron! <laughs> That's right. Like that. And Megatron's life spark startled, frightened. Who calls Megatron here? And then ghostly voice? Louder <laughs> as if that voice itself could come and get him. Come to me, Megatron. Come to me. <laughs> that's right. And that's where I'll stop because that's about as much as we see in this minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, mine are definitely not as exciting as that. In mine, the script says that all the tapes, uh, including Buzzsaw, come out of Soundwave. But all, uh, I shouldn't oh. say all the tapes. All the tapes except Ratbat, including <laughs> Buzzsaw, but not Ratbat, <laughs> come out of Soundwave. And more characters actually have lines in um, my version. So uh, whenever they're stepping up for leadership. So Blitzwing says, I am a triple changer. I'm worth any two of you. I should run things. And Dirge says, death comes to anyone who crosses me, which sounds like probably just like a quote on his tech spec or something (laughs) like that. And Astro Train does have a line. Uh, He does, uh, (laughs) he gets pissy and says, stop squabbling or we're going to crash. Who says that? (laughs) Astro Train. (laughs) Or we're going to crash. As he he flies past Pluto. Is he impersonating Cup? (laughs) Stop squabbling, we're going to crash, Rocky. There you go, there you go. And there, I just wanted to call out a line that I liked um, as it how it described Unicron in the script. It ca- described it as a beautiful technological expanse. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. all I got. Is that all you got? That's all I got for okay. the deviations. Caleb? That's all I got. Uh, 
I did have something that uh, it's, it calls back to a couple episodes ago in doing some research. We were talking about um, how uh, it would be like just extra if Optimus Prime, after he died, were to crumble into dust. Um, according to the TF Wiki, there are rumors of an uncut, unseen version of the... I don't know how you know about it if it's unseen, but a uh, version of the movie where Prime did crumble into dust. Um, there, and some, there, so there's some interesting evidence to suggest it. In the soundtrack, the Death of Optimus Prime track uh, does include 10 extra seconds on the end, which does not appear in the movie. And then, um, sh- I, but they maybe they think maybe it's conflated because uh, uh, Starscream crumbles to dust after dying. So, but that's just a rumor that I'm like, oh, that actually could have been a thing we were joking about. Hmm. It's probably not true. That doesn't feel like evidence, though. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, spurious. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, all we've got, guys. Next episode, Megatron is gonna make a buddy, mm-hmm. and uh, we learn exactly what. Oh. Can stand do, in Unicron's way. We didn't do the iconic moment. Nope. All right, we was not gonna do it this episode. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay, we can. We can. I'm the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know. Okay. <laughs> Caleb, what was your iconic moment? Uh, when the ghost of the iconic moment, uh, no, sorry. That's uh, all coming out, by the way. Uh, <laughs> onto the set. All of that. You guys hated that. I feel like everything that we do that's obviously not coming out, Ryan can sense, or is coming out, Ryan can sense it, and he just gets angry because he no, sees the work in front not, of him. No, it's not. It's just like I have to stitch it to the the thing that's before it, So, it, but sometimes it's I real, a real twist. It didn't work out. Okay, uh, iconic moment. I like it when uh, Unicron is speaking and his breath is pushing Megatron back through space. Yeah. That's pretty good. I think my moment would probably be when um, fucking Uncrasomatic. Really? It's Well, this moment, I mean, this minute doesn't have a lot of meat to it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just, it's so dumb and I hate it, but it's like, it, it, it sticks in my mind because it's so awful. I like, uh, like Caleb, that moment when the Decepticons are floating towards Unicron, yeah. that feeling you get when you know that this won't be the end for Megatron. Discussion? Agreed. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we did that. Excellent. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please uh, tell your friends. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. You can follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of them at... Apod Decast and visit our web presence at autopoddecepticast.com. And if you're an iTunes user, you better rate that motherfucker. Mmm, aggressive, but yes, five stars. <laughs> five st- <laughs> give give us that shit. Alright, everybody. Thanks. Goodbye. Uh, bye. Till all are one. Bye. Ooh, bye. <laughs> bye. Word. Have you guys seen um, Close Encounters? Sorry. Yeah. We'll get into this. I mean, yeah. I know, recently, recently, I mean, I'm sure. Uh, it's been a while. It's been and a also, I think I may have only seen it on um, TV. I know I'd only seen it on TV. It came out in 77. Yeah, so. you wouldn't have seen it in the theater. <laughs> I didn't mean, I meant like DVD. I gotcha. Um, first Fucking of all, it was awesome. But no, I wasn't trying to. No, Why? I mean, no, no, no. We were just talking about movies.
Oh, okay. I, it, first of all, it's awesome. I can't remember this the last time loud. I've seen it from beginning to end. Thank you. Oh, that sounds a lot better. Oh, yeah, it's that's just, a lot it's just better. because our gain in our headphones was super high. Um, but I'd recommend go seeing it in the theater if you have time. It was great. I don't know how long it's going to be there. But uh, Alamo Draft House. Alamo Draft House, yeah. But also, uh, the promos. it's just so good. I forgot so much about it. I forgot that he goes with him and just abandons his family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a, he has a, he has a compulsion. I mean, like, he makes he that mashed potato tower. But I could, I would have oh, thought that maybe oh, then, he got his answers just by seeing everything but, and he could, then he could go back to his normal life. I didn't realize he goes with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what <laughs> he just takes. He just leaves. And also, he before, before he travels with that lady who loses her son. And mm-hmm. before he, he's like, I've got to go down there. And she's like, I'm not going down there. And he's like, Well, you know, I've got to. And he, you know, and she's like, Go. And then before he goes, he like kisses her on the lips. And I talked to Melody about it. Melody was not. I was off, put off by it. I was like. It's weird. That's fucked up. Like, uh, but Melody was like, no, that was not a romantic kiss. And I'm like, what kisses aren't I romantic that aren't from your mum mum? If, if two adults kiss on the mouth, that's a romantic <laughs> yeah, kiss. I, I would, like, are you going around romantically kissing right. every guy <laughs> that you share? Defensive she's she's like, no, 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 it's fine. I, you can t- kiss another person with tongues. <laughs> so, I can see it. I mean, they did share a very intense experience right. together, I, and I, I so I get that. But do you feel like that has to like that has to be expressed in sorry. that way? I, can, I don't know. I I don't think it has to be, but I think that at the same time, oh, that feels a little I, weird. I thought it it made it made sense. I mean, it was an intense. I mean, it made sense because they set it up to make sense. Like yeah. it felt like the way they were looking at each other, there was no choice but to kind kiss. Of, I say it was. <laughs> I think it was kind of profound. I mean, you could easily t- interpret that as like, you know. Hey, he's he's a married man with kids, but he's on this. Also, he destroyed his house making a model of the fucking. So he's on a trajectory that's. I don't think they want him. They're not going to work it out. So the other thing I thought, as uh, right as he was leaving, I was like, "What if we're not meant to take this literally? What if all of this is, uh, or what's his name?" Main character, actor... Uh, oh, uh, Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. What if this is Richard Dreyfus's um, uh, schizophrenic fever dream? Or, like, <laughs> like, like... What if everything that's happening is really happening on the home side, but then everything else is a fantasy? I love it in that perspective. <laughs> or, like, um, as they like to do, as Jason likes to do on How Did This Get Made, somehow work it into a Jacob's Ladder situation, yeah. where it's just the last moments of his life, and he's experiencing that in his head. Right. <laughs> so, I've never seen Jacob's Ladder. Flickering. It's, uh, uh, it's do you know one. what that means, though? It's a biblical... Uh, is, it? Oh, is it a metaphor? Uh, basically, Jacob's Ladder, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler at all. Like, you find out at the end of the movie, it is a total spoiler, but everybody talks about it. Uh, the end of the movie, it's all been in his mind as he's dying in Vietnam. Okay. So, the whole movie takes place in his mind, and that's kind of like... Gotcha. It's like the It's like that one season of Dallas. Right. I mean, I think Steven Spielberg would say we're meant to take everything Oh, there is a Jacob's on... Ladder toy. It's the bendy back and forth woodblocks. You're right. I don't. I think it has Hebrew origins. It does. Well, it's biblical. <clears throat> okay. So, it's a, as all things biblical, it has Hebrew origins, <laughs> except for Jesus. Well, I guess that kind of is with split. <laughs> that's, that's Hebrew origins. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, let's watch a show. All right.